What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Football fans and hoodats all over the world, get ready for an episode of Believe in Saints on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, John Hendricks. Hey guys, it's John Hendricks here. Listen, uh, I'll just say a lot has happened since Terrence and I recorded this podcast earlier today. Saints had 11 players go on their COVID list. Obviously with Taysom Hill, that's the big one. Ian Book's going to make his first start for the team on Monday, assuming Nothing goes crazy, but at any rate, there's a lot of things going on right now. Um, but again, enjoy this episode with Terrence and I, kind of talking a lot about the Bucks and what the Saints need to do. But just want to put that caveat in there that, you know, the Saints are not going to have Taysom Hill in the lineup, uh, presumably, depending on what happens. And then Malcolm Jenkins is a big loss there. They're already down there starting left and right tackle. Uh, guys like James Carpenter on the list, uh, Christian Ringo on the defensive line, Caden Ellis, who's been hurt a little bit so the best case scenario for this team is no more injuries they're already down Adam Troutman and Jawan Johnson so again um, if you're looking for a Christmas miracle or a gift or present for Christmas hopefully it's the Saints health going into this one but at any rate enjoy this latest episode from Terrence and I and welcome back to another episode of Believe in Saints I'm John Hendricks alongside Terrence Copper Terrence, Christmas is right around the corner, man. Are you uh, are you the type of guy that's like, man, I want a bunch of gifts or just kind of like the one big gift guy? And uh, are you a Christmas ham guy or a Christmas turkey guy? Man, I'm I'm more of a, to answer your first question, I'm more of a, just give me some socks, some underwear, <laughs> and T-shirts. That's the guy I am. Like just plain white T-shirts, okay. some socks, and some underwear. Like, I don't want a lot of things. Uh, I'm not hard to get along with. I'm not hard to please <laughs> when it comes to that type of stuff. Uh, and for for dinner, for Christmas, we got to have, I know this sounds so cliche, but I got to have chicken. Okay. <laughs> I got to have chicken, not really the ham or the turkey. I feel like that, to me, that's more Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's more Thanksgiving. But Yeah, I know. I'm with but you. Yeah. I do the ham. I got. I definitely like the ham. Okay. Okay. How about you? Are you a uh, 
what type of gifter are you? Are you a person that, like I said, need a lot of gifts? One thing, like, what is your, what well, is your deal when it comes to gifts? Now, see, my wife gets a, a little bit upset sometimes because I'm the type of guy, if I want something, I'll just go get it. So I'm kind of the hard person to buy for, you know what I mean? And so, uh-huh. but I'm uh-huh. more the one big gift, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, I think one of the things on my wish list was the AirPods, just, just some new AirPods this year or new iPad. And if you get me that, I'm happy, you know what I mean? But okay. my kids, okay. whew, man, I spoil the crap out of them, man. <laughs> <laughs> they got i should but i should invest in lego man and in, in stock and that because man oh, i think i got goodness. every set for this year so. <laughs> yeah but uh, man but i can't wait and i hope you uh you know have a merry christmas and you know happy holidays to you and yours and and man um speaking of happy holidays <laughs> the saints man they uh they surprised <laughs> a lot of people on sunday night and you know look Again, you can go back to last week, and if we're lying, we're dying. We picked the Saints mm-hmm. in this one. We didn't see yep. it like this, but, man, 9 nothing shutout against Tampa. Not not only that, but in their own stadium. Terrence, yes. what did you see? What in the world happened? They the weren't supposed to win this that, game. No Sean Payton. They weren't supposed to win. Exactly. The first thing that just jumps out that, that just jumps out at me when I'm watching this game is the physicality that the Saints played with. They were so physical. And to me, I think that's what set the tone. I don't think I don't think the Bucs took them lightly because the Bucs hadn't beat them in a while. You know, but when the Saints came out and they came out hitting the way they was hitting, their defense stepped up and played the way they played, like, like we're used to seeing them play. You know, to me, just hands down the physicality of that team, of how the Saints played defensively, to me, set the tone. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. And you know, the crazy part is we've talked about it all season. We're not really that surprised that Saints defense can play like that. I mean, when they get in a rhythm, when they get in a groove, that's the, the ceiling. That's the way they're capable of playing. And, you know, look, I'm going to get your thoughts on it in just a minute. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where I think it was a complete performance defensively. I mean, for you to not even allow a point. Um, and then Tampa going 6-19 on third down. I mean, there's just so many things. And, again, they lost players. They lost Leonard Fournette. They lost Mike Evans. They lost Chris Godwin. I mean, they had a lot of injuries. But, I mean, nobody talks about the Saints not having Jameis Winston or not being with Michael Thomas or all these other people down that with this team. So, again, mm-hmm. I think it was one of those games where you look at it, uh, you know, Cam Jordan getting over 100 sacks for his career, just getting Tom Brady down four times. I mean, they've got the secret formula on how to get Tom Brady and to beat him. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. Have you ever seen anything like that where a team or just anything has just gotten under their skin like that? You know what? I haven't. I haven't. But 
one thing that, that I have to do is I have to take my hat off, even though Coach Payton was not at that game. I have to take my hat off to Coach Payton for preparing his coaching staff. Because to me, mm. a head coach is only as good as your assistant coaches. And yeah. the fact that he had some assistant coaches that kept it right on rolling, like the play calling from Pete was great play calls. You know, they didn't offensively, they didn't give them anything. They didn't give the Bucks anything. Defensively, defensively, uh, Coach Allen, the way he called his defense, you know, that was amazing game to watch when it comes just watching how coaching was going. Uh, and I, I really feel like the Saints did an amazing job. And I think they outcoached the, uh, the Bucks offensively and defensively. Offensively because we didn't give anything up. And we had some good play calls to where we're not jeopardizing our defense a whole bunch. But defensively, man, we played lights out. Were you a bit surprised that Tampa didn't run the football to start the game? I mean, they came out throwing and Brady threw 48 times. I mean, were you surprised they didn't run with Burnett? Do you think that was more of his injury coming into this? I mean, I was really surprised they didn't start running the football and try to, to do it. But at the same time, Saints have a good run defense, and you saw that. Yes, I think part of it was they have a good run defense. Like, you hit it right on the head. They have a good run defense. To me, I would like to see Jones run the ball more. Truthfully, I honestly like talking about the Bucks. The Bucks running back, Jones, I like him better than Fournette. Even though I like Fournette, I don't think Fournette is a bad running back. But I really think Jones should have got even more touches than what he did. Yeah, and, you know, evidence for that, you talked about it a few weeks ago that about Tony Pollard over Ezekiel Elliott, and look what happened in that mm -hmm. game. So, look, and I yep. think, you know, you look at this game, and, you know, the Saints won. They're 7-7 seven and seven now. Bucks didn't get to win the NFC South. They'll probably still get it because they've got Carolina two out of the next three, and then they've got the Jets. So there's no reason they shouldn't win the division. But, you know, Martin, this game, the controversy, if you will, from Chris Godwin getting hurt and then obviously being lost for the season, some people have called P.J. Williams a dirty player. He should be banned. I mean, as a defender, though, there's there's not much you can do. But from a wide receiver's perspective, what did you see on that play with Chris Godwin? And do you think it's dirty or do you think it's just football? Because so many people have uh, stirred it up. Even Brady weighing in saying that the league's got to look at that. You know what? I, this is a situation that happens when you start implementing, which there's no right way to go about it, honestly. And what I'm about to explain to you is so – you know, the NFL is real big on trying to prevent uh, concussions and different things, trying to protect defenseless receivers. Well, we done seen so many guys get personal fouls from hitting receivers coming across the middle, and they feel like, oh, it's a personal foul. It was a defenseless hitting on a defenseless player. Uh, he hit him up top, or his helmet mate, or his shoulder pads may hit the receiver helmet. That's a 15-yarder. You know, so you see this all the time, and that comes be that comes from you know, the NFL doing a great job of implementing different rules and regulations to protect defenseless receivers or quarterbacks or defenseless ball players when it comes to concussion part of it. Well, when you when you implement those type of things, those type of rules, you're going to force DBs and defensive backs to start going lower when they're hitting just to stay away from the upper body, the neck and the head area. So this right here, to me, it wasn't a dirty play at all. I just feel like this is the next thing they're going to have to take a look at because of the first rule they put in when it comes to the concussions and hitting above the neck 
Uh, so this is just a this just part of the rule that they had uh, anyway about the concussions. That now DBs you have to go low just so you don't get that extra penalty. It's it's terrible when it comes to uh, when it comes to a player getting his knee blown up. But this is what it has come to because you can't hit a play higher anymore. Yeah, and and I think um, you know looking at it real time. I mean it's unfortunate, you know. And again, nobody's going to sit here and say, "Oh man, that's uh, that's the way it is," or you know, nobody's going anybody that's like, "Oh, that's that's what they get" type thing because of what happened with Devin White and Jameis Winston. That that stuff, that nonsense can stop. I mean, there's yeah, that's unfortunate because Chris Godwin's a good player. You know, PJ Williams yes. is a good player too. He's not a dirty player, not by no. any stretch of the imagination, but you you got to look at it. It's real time, bang, bang type stuff. I mean, it's just, what is a defender supposed to do? Because if he leads with his helmet and hits him in a certain spot, he could mess his career up. You know what I mean? And if he yep. goes a certain way, because you can't leave with the helmet, you can't do certain things. And again, you said it, NFL safety protocols preach a lot on protecting the quarterback and concussions, integrity of the game, all this stuff. And again, pretty soon, if it keeps going, if we just nitpick every single thing, I mean, you're going to have to play flag football. I mean, it's just no exactly. other way. So again, exactly. I, I, pre- I appreciate you talking about that take just from a, especially a receiver's perspective, you know, because some people are saying, well, Brady's got to throw it better too, because he threw it in a window where, I mean, Williams reacts to it. They look for it. So as a, a quarterback, maybe you lead your player better. Maybe you don't put them in that situation. I mean, there's just all sorts of things that, that you can go from there. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and that's just, it's just football. It's football. Nobody's when, when defensive backs are out there and they're playing and they're going to hit somebody, are they trying to hit them with everything they have? Yes, they are. But are they trying to hurt these guys? No, they're not. You know, this is just part of football injuries occur when you're playing football do I think it was a dirty play no it wasn't a dirty play I just think it was just an unfortunate situation that he got his knee blown up uh and I mean it's sad because he is an amazing receiver he's number two receiver in the league you know but you know it's just part of football injuries are part of football yeah and I mean the Saints are living proof of that I mean and Sean Payton said it a long time ago nobody feels sorry for us nobody's gonna say anything I mean it is what it is and nope. you gotta keep turning and uh, again yep. it's it's tough and and I think one of the things to admire about the defensive performance is you know they lost Godwin they lost Fournette they lost Evans but you know Brady tried Gronkowski 11 times and he only had two catches for 29 yards I mean that's that's a great job by Malcolm Jenkins a great job by just the defense overall. I mean, there's so many good performances. CJ Gardner Johnson. I mean, this is a guy that you hate, hate, hate if you have to go against him. And he's he's been a big difference maker in coming back. And you know, that first game, he got lit up by Godwin. And this last game, man, he just man, he was all over the field and just the energy and passion he brings to get to this table is just un unprecedented and just unmatched. Definitely. And and but it all goes back to to the defense, the physicality of what we talked about earlier. You know, I mean, you hate to say it that way, but the defense knocked out their best two uh, receivers. They knocked them out of the game. You know, so now, like I said, Brady, he don't have those weapons to go to. Now you can really play man-to-man on the backside because they don't have that weapon. You can play man-to-man on the backside. And the way your front four was getting to the quarterback, you know, that is the recipe for beating the Bucs. I mean – do we have to do it again? I mean, right now we don't have to play them again, you know? So, I mean, we just got to win games how they come. I mean, is 
Now, is it the same, or do we can we beat them the same way we beat them last time? I mean, this time we just played them. The formula may change. You don't know. It depends on how they how they change their uh their offense up. But we do know the blueprint to beat these guys because we've been proving it every time we play these guys for the last couple of years. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. I mean, it's just nuts. And you know, and I think about that hit too. And I, I and look, man, I was born in '84, so I'm an '80s and '90s football player and, and somebody comes to mind that was a huge hitter in the backfield or in the, in the defensive backfield was Steve Atwater. And I'm just yes. like a guy like Broncos. that could not play in today's game. You know what I mean? Like you just couldn't no. do anything because everybody's going to call you dirty play and all that. Just, you know, I just think about hits and all this stuff. And, you know, back in that era of football, which was different because you got the shoulder pads that were bigger than, you know, Texas and such, but I mean, <laughs> But I mean, you know, again, it's just a, a tough thing. And, and again, I, I don't I, I hate when people are talking about, you know, PJ being this dirty player that the Saints are just, you know, all this crazy crap that comes up. I mean, it's just nonsense. I mean, they did did everything defensively they did uh, to, to negate the Bucks from having a good day. And, you know, people are salty about it because Tampa was supposed to win. Tampa's supposed to be NFC South champions. This is a team that's supposed to win the Super Bowl again, right? And so yeah. now it becomes a little bit more challenging. And then, you know, offensively, they had chances to stop the Saints. They couldn't stop Marquez Calloway. Man, he nope. had a breakout game, Terrence. He had 112 yards and six catches. I mean, they weren't all gorgeous throws or passes or catches, but, man, he. this is what we expected from him when the season started. Yes, exactly. And and like I said, with the play calling and him making plays, like I said, there was no touchdown score, but he kept our defense out of bad situations. The offense kept our defense out of bad situations. We didn't turn it over. We didn't give them that short field or an awful turnover or something like that uh, to, to help Brady and his offense out. We didn't do those things. So now, did we score on offense? Uh, we did, but, you know, it wasn't like – you know, offense was just killing it, but we did enough. We did enough to, to get those victories, you know. So, like I said, hats go off to the to the entire team. This was truly a team effort when it came to all three phases. It was a team effort in order to beat a Tom Brady-led team. Like, then hold them to zero points. And a lot of times when – the reason why a lot of people are salty about how these hits are coming, when was the last time we seen the Bucks get out physical? Usually that doesn't happen, but the Saints really out physical the Bucks. So it looks like so everybody's going to throw red flags. Oh, they playing dirty? No, they just <laughs> playing physical. You know, they just playing physical. They got out physical, and it, it didn't. It don't sit well with with Bucks fans because they're not used to seeing it. And I mean, but it is what it is. Well, I tell you what, um, not to throw too much shade, but they had a defense that used to do that with Tampa two defense. You couldn't do anything. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> but that's an old era of Bucks fans, not really. And, you know, even Saints fans remember the Dome Patrol and all this other stuff. There's so many defenses, Steel Curtain, Doomsday defense, all those that were just really proud of that performance the Saints put on. And, you know, look, um, Dennis Allen said after the game, everybody got a game ball, you know, and – um, you know, we don't talk about it really because obviously the kicker has one job, but Brett Marhar, man, he's, he's making the field goals and he's making it count. And so he only needed one field goal for them to win, but man, how important mm -hmm. has he been a veteran to come into this situation? You know, again, you take for granted that that's your, your single job, but man, it was a struggle bus for, for weeks until he came back. So 
again, complete game. Um, Aesop Winston Jr. had a good return on one of them that set up the drive to score mm-hmm. points. Uh, Blake Gillikin looked good. I mean, again, this was a complete performance top to bottom. The only thing I'd say is you just want some more offense because I think you're going to have to do more against the Dolphins coming up on Monday Night Football. That's got to be better against Carolina, got to be better against Atlanta. But, again, defense plays like that. We've talked about it, Terrence. If this team can just get into the dance, I don't think this is a team that anybody wants to play because that if you see how they did defensively and they can figure it out offensively, they're going to shock a lot of people. Yes, and, and like I said, they just have to get in. If they can get in – you hit it right on the head. They're going to shock a lot of people. I, I look back at teams like the Ravens, uh, what really sets them apart, uh, the reason why they was always so dominant when it came to in the playoff or getting playoff runs is because of their defense, not so much because their offense just this prolific offense. It's because their defense kept them in games. Uh, even when you look at the Patriots, when the Patriots going through their run, yeah, they had Tom Brady, but guess what? They always had like a top five defense as well. So – if you got a good defense, a defense can really win you a championship if you play complimentary football. But you got to have a solid defense because it's just so hard to get out here and try to outscore these these offenses. But you, if you can have a defense that can that can shut these offenses down and hold them to a certain amount of points, you know, you always have opportunity. And I feel like with the Saints, what they have right now, they, they won two in a row. Uh Defense came out, just put together an amazing performance. The whole team put together a good performance to beat the to beat the Bucks. Like I said, you just don't know how far this team can go. But offensively, like you said, we have to get we have to do a little bit more offensively. But I think that's going to come. I think they'll figure it out. But even then, we we said before when the season first started, we kind of knew that our we knew the Saints had to rely on our defense this year. We knew it. Even when Winston was playing quarterback, you know, we had to run the ball with Winston. Uh, we went to play in the cornerback position and we get some play action fakes to just kind of open up the offense so Winston can do what he's good at. Uh, but we we still understood that we couldn't throw the ball 40 times uh, with Winston back there. And it's the same game plan. You know, we can't throw the ball 40 times with Taysom Hill either. You know, right. we still got to stick to that game plan, play great defense. Don't give the other opponents anything and let's try to get the run game going, uh, run game and play action game going. Yep, and and you got Miami coming to town. The Saints have not been good at home. You know, only one win in the dome. Uh, they're asking for fans to do blackout, black jerseys, black pants, and that's going to be the mood. And I think this is going to be one of the highest energy games that we've seen in a long time. And you know, Miami's coming off. I mean, shoot, they were one in seven. They weren't supposed to be in this boat. But it doesn't matter how you start; it's how you finish. And those teams that do well in December and are ascending tend to do better in the playoffs. And, you know, they've won six straight. They're seven to seven. They struggle a little bit with the Jets, but they ended up getting a win from it. Um, You know, look, what do you see out of Miami? I think Duke Johnson's coming off an outstanding game. Tua, he's been an instrumental part of what they do. Devontae Parker's talented. Mike Giusecki's going to pose a problem. Defensively, they do a lot of things. What do you see out of this Miami team? I think that – Truthfully, this game scares me. It scares me because not the fact that, you know, we're playing home and we we haven't been that good at home or anything like that. It scares me because of what Miami is doing. Miami has put together six or seven wins in a row when they was really counted out early in the season. And for them to be hitting their stride the way they are, playing with confidence, because sometimes that's all a team needs is confidence. And that's what they needed. And the fact they're 
putting games and putting wins together like that in a row. I mean, you think about it, there's another team that's putting a lot of wins together as well. Think about the Chiefs. They don't win like six or seven games in a row. Yeah, they're you supposed know, to be dead, right? <laughs> exactly. I had them dead. I had them dead in the water early in the season, but they don't put together like seven a seven game win streak. When teams get hot like that, and especially in December, the late part of December, early part, mid part, late part of December, they're getting hot. You know, those teams scare me because we mentioned it before on one of the podcasts that how the Giants, when they beat the when they beat the Patriots, Patriots had undefeated season, and the Giants ended up beating them in the Super Bowl, and the Giants barely made the playoffs. They backed into the playoffs, but they got hot at the right time, and they start reeling games off, and they end up winning the Super Bowl that year. So that's why I say this team, Miami scares me because of the role they're on and the confidence that they're building and the confidence that Tua is building when it comes to him. Shucks, he's – Completion-wise, like, he's doing a great job with his accuracy. You know, so that's why I say this game scares me, not because I don't think the Saints are able to beat this team, but it scares me because of what Miami is doing uh, and building that confidence. Right, and, you know, it's funny because back in the gap, you know, this Deshaun Watson stuff was coming up, and Tua was an afterthought. And, I mean, this is a guy who had a pretty good season last year, and, you know, again, he's kind of took a lot of criticism, but – you know, really, this is a game where I feel like he's got to be pretty superb to beat the Saints. And why I say that is, you know, Miami put up 183 rushing yards on the Jets last week. I mean, you're talking about a, a top-ranked run defense. And, that, you know, again, you don't want to try to make Miami a little bit one-dimensional. But, you know, the Saints are also dealing with a few things offensively right now with COVID. I mean, Sean Payton's not back. You have three – players right now that have COVID positive. It's, it's Juwan Johnson, uh, Adam Troutman, and then you also have Trevor Simeon, which I mean, means we'll see Ian Book and maybe they do some different things there, but um, it'll actually be active. That mean uh, is, is what I mean, but, you know, hopefully COVID doesn't mess things up on this game for the offense, but, you know, to be down to more weapons offensively when you're going to need to put up points against this Miami team is definitely not a, a, a advantage for you. No, it's not. Uh, but like one thing we're going to have to do, we're going to have to lean on our run game when it comes to offensively. Uh, let's get Camaro going again. You know, we got to lean on our run game. But that is the blueprint for us this year. Every year is a different year. You know, when you had when we had Drew Brees at the at the helm, you know, it was a lot of different things we could do offensively. Uh, we could sit back and let him throw it 40 times, you know, and win a game if we had to. Uh, or we could run the ball with Ingram you know, and, and beat a team with our run game if we had to. So each year brings on a different, a different team. Uh, and it brings on different, th- different ways that you have to beat other teams. And this year right here is just, you know, we, we get, we really got to get our run game going. You know, it, it can't be a, a shootout when it comes to throwing the ball the entire time, because that's just not how we're built offensively this year, whether it comes, whether it's, with the with the quarterback and whether it's with the receivers you know we're just not built to get into a shootout to where we got to throw the ball 40 times a game to beat a team now if we can do that I don't know I don't think we can I don't think we should we should put ourselves in that situation if we're trying to be successful but like I said I'm a Taysom Hill fan so you just don't know what he can do 
Yeah, and you're you were without your starting tackles in this game too. Again, and you know, Teron, he's he's a guy that's fighting through these injuries, right? But obviously, the bigger concern is Ryan Ramchek because you know he's just not been back and he's not been practicing, and so it's just again, that's a little bit more concerning for me. And if they can get these guys to have full strength, and you know, part of me thinks that man, if they can get in a position to to be able to push for the postseason, these guys are going to play through whatever is is the ailment and such, but. You know, look, um, maybe they don't have those guys against Miami, which would be an advantage for their pass rush. You know, Jerome Baker is a very talented linebacker. He's very, very versatile in what he's able to do. And, of course, you got Xavier Howard there. It makes things a little bit harder for Marquez Calloway. But, look, I'm with you. I still think no matter who's playing on the offensive line, you're going to get more usage out of Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara because Tampa they know how to much like Tom Brady or the Saints defense know how knows how to scheme against him Tampa does a great job in isolating Alvin Kamara and so I think Miami they can do it too but you know again you have Mark Ingram and I think that the Saints their path to do things are run it with Mark run it with Alvin and then do some QB stuff with Taysom he doesn't have to throw it 40 times a game like you said you know, just be efficient and then move the sticks and then be able to get yourself in a position where you can put points up on the board and points. I think I don't say are a premium in this, this game. I, I think the saints can win this one um, based off of their formula, as long as their defense doesn't have any crazy lapses and they don't give up the big plays. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. And, and even going back to what you were saying with, with the tackles that we're missing our tackles right now, um, if they're not practicing, one, one thing about it is I like the fact we got these other tackles in the game and they're getting these game reps. They're getting playing time. They're getting that experience uh, because, like I said, we may need them in the postseason. Well, when we make it to the postseason, uh, but if, you, if your other tackles aren't practicing during the week, it's still going to be hard to make them active during the game unless – I still wouldn't start them because if you're not practicing during the week and you've been out for a couple of weeks – you're not going to come back the same player. Like you're going to have to get them reps and practice going against some live rushes. Uh, you can't just be sitting on the couch or not, not, not necessarily sitting on the couch, but you can't be out, you know, getting treatment and not practicing and all of a sudden come back and you're playing an NFL game and you expect it to block these DNs coming off the edge and your pass drop. That's not, it's not that easy. You know, you got to get back into the groove of things, especially being out for a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of few weeks. You know, so you got to get back into the groove of things with practice, uh, getting your legs back up under you. So it's going to be tough to even throw one of these tackles back in the game without practice. They need it. They got to have the practice. Yep, absolutely. And so, I mean, again, uh, it is what it is at this point. And, um, you know, look, the Superdome is going to be absolutely crazy and on fire if you're attending the game, I mean, by all means, get it there early because <laughs> this is going to be a crazy one. Both of these teams are playing for their season. And, again, the Saints are going to be that way for the rest of the season with the last three games. You know, we're going to have to pay attention to what happens with San Francisco on Thursday night against the Titans. Um, mm -hmm. As far as other matchups, you know, you got to pay attention to what Minnesota's doing. Obviously, you got to pay attention to what Philadelphia is doing, too. I mean, there's this is going to come down to the wire. And the biggest thing for the Saints is win your games – and then worry about everything else. I mean, control what you can control. Um, I mean, Terrence, how do you see this one playing out, and who do you take? Oh, I, I definitely see – I see the Saints winning this game. I see us getting another another home game victory this year. Uh, 
like I said, even though we struggled at home, but I see us winning this game, but I don't think it's going to be cut and dry. It's going to be a, a tough match for us because, like I said, this Miami team scares me. Uh, they're, they're just riding high right now, uh, and and they're not going to overlook the Saints because what they've been through, you know, so they're not going to overlook anybody. So they're going to give everybody their best shots. We're not talking about them. I'm talking about Miami. So we're going to win this game. New Orleans will win this game. I think we win it by, by 10, but it's going to be, it's not going to, it's not going to be a pretty game. Uh, I think it's going to be one of them dog, them drag out games that I think we pull away late, late in the, in the game because of our defense, just really, uh, really jumping on their offense. But I think we pull away late, but I think it's going to be a close game up to late. But Saints win by 10. Nice. I like it. I hope it comes true. I'm going to take it a little bit closer. I'm going to give them a 27-21 victory, six points. I think that they'll have some things that they control a little bit. Miami will push late. But, again, I just feel like, A, the energy is going to be there. The defense is playing some of their best football offensively. I mean, you got to see what's going to happen with any more COVID problems or potentially that happen. But, you know, we didn't even talk about Marcus Davenport and the job he's doing on the defensive line or, you know, getting mm-hmm. Cam going at the right time right now. And just defensively, everything right now is gelling for this defense. And if this offense can just convert some more drives or convert some more points or just do something a little bit more at least put together. I mean, I understand three and outs are going to happen. Play calling is what it is. Stuff like that's going to happen throughout the course of the game. But you know, when it counts, Saints are going to put up some points up on the board. I think they get a couple of turnovers in this game. I think that's what's going to help them boost them and put them into a position where they get back over 500. See what happens with the rest of the teams that are above ahead of them right now. But look, you put yourself in a good position. If you can get over this hurdle, you got Carolina at home and then you got Atlanta to close out the season. So you are in a prime position to make this thing work. And I'll tell you, when we were talking a few weeks ago, um, it looked bleak. It was mathematically still alive, but now <laughs> you're still still in there. And uh, again, this is a team you don't want to see in the postseason. So uh, we're both picking the Saints. Saint uh, Terrence, any other parting thoughts, shots, and remarks? Not just Merry Christmas to you and to everybody else that's listening. Yeah, I definitely. And we guys, uh, guys, we appreciate all your support this year, and and um, we definitely will have a great Christmas and, you know, next time we talk to you, it'll be in 2022. And so we're really uh, interested in, well, actually, no, it won't be 2022. I'm I'm jumping the gun here. I'm thinking it's going to be, but my son's (laughs) birthday is next Friday. So it's like, yeah. So anyway, scratch everything I just said, you know, because uh, I need more coffee, but at any rate, guys, we appreciate you guys tuning in as always follow us at believe in saints to give our pod a like subscribe and then download us and all that good fun stuff. And we'd just also like to thank Bet Online for producing today's show. Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas to you. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.